so uh um wow who knew that dog ownership could be so god-awfully expensive uh, <laughs> i did well that's one of the reasons we have avoided that oh my gosh my parents have always had dogs so i, I just always knew so uh freddie the other night decided he was going to jump out of the truck while moving no, no. Okay. Thankfully, not while moving. Okay. We put, we I've, I've done that. That's happened to me before. A dog has jumped out the window while the car is going down the street. <laughs> little uh, wiener he dog was, he, did a little was, wiener roll down the street. <laughs> well, did he um, tear his knee ligament? No. Well, Freddie did. Okay. And uh, just right. to just to have them tell me that that's what he did was $514. Not the fix. Not the fix. Oh, man. The fix, apparently, is... And what are you going to say? What do you say to the doctor? Like, yeah, that's too much. Go ahead and put it down. (laughs) What are you going to say? Like, they know they have you. Yeah, yeah. So so I told Magdalena, because, you know, she wants to... She's thinking about being a brain surgeon. She's been saying this for a very, very long time. Okay. And so, you know... That's awesome. Great. That's fantastic. And so if you could figure out how to make people smarter. And and so one of the things that, you know, so yesterday, you know, obviously this is you know her dog and she's just beside herself. I mean, we all are. I mean, I'm worried about the pup and, and everything else. And, you know, at first I was like, well, you know, he doesn't really seem like he's he's hobbling a little bit. But, you know, he doesn't seem like I touched his leg and stuff and he really didn't yelp or anything. So I'm like, OK, well, maybe it's just kind of a little twisted ankle kind of thing or something like that. Whatever you know, a dog can get, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, cause he's done it so many times, you know, but maybe not from that height. And I think he landed awkwardly and sure. she's, you know, we got this whole, you know, bill and everything and we paid him and we're like, they're getting ready to take him in for x-rays and, and stuff like that. So yeah, we're like, all right, well, he's going to be a while. Why don't we, we've been sitting in a car freezing our butt off in the parking lot because you can't go inside oh, for two and a half yes. hours. Let's, okay. why don't we go home, you know, uh, go grab something to eat and all that other stuff. She's like, all right, let, let's do that. So we're driving home. And I was just thinking about how much the cost is and everything else. I was like, well, why don't you become a vet sure. instead? I was like, you, you love animals. I mean, why don't you become a vet instead of, you know, in, instead of, you know, a human doctor? And she's paused for a second and she's like, yeah, see, I I love animals too much to cut into them, and I don't have that problem with humans. What? <laughs> I was just like keeping it real. Uh, <laughs> I love you, my child. That's so funny. I didn't expect that. Uh, that was great. I sort of didn't either, but I was just like I slow clapped her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beautiful, fantastic, just absolutely beautiful. Uh, my gosh. I mean, and so now, you know, our next step is to obviously take the dog. We got an appointment with our vet to take him in and they're going to kind of like check him in a week. And then he is a perfect candidate for basically she likened the whole thing to an injury that a football player would suffer on the field. Mm. And I'm like, and so I was telling Magdalena this and she's like, I was like, well, let's go pick up your little football player. And she kind of like, I mean, she has not been in a giggly laughing mood. So told her that and she kind of giggled a little bit. And 
now that he's home and he's not allowed to move or anything else, he's got to pretty much stay almost like like a little bump on a log sure. for sure. for a while, yeah. um, you know, until we at least, you know, take our next steps forward and stuff. And, and so they gave us like an anti-inflammatory and then basically a painkiller to like more or less knock him out. And so we basically have to keep him sedated for the next week until we get excited. There. Is he normally like an excited dog? I, I mean, you know, he he's when he's when he's full of energy, he's full of energy. He'll yeah. run around and jump up and down and he'll like, you know, hobble on his, you know, back two legs and it's, you know, it's his left rear leg. Mm. And so, you know, he'll like prance around on two legs, you know, like looking How for weird that a rear like that. leg would get hurt jumping out of the car because like they dogs don't land on their rear legs first, right? I think he kind of like he was going all oh, four okay. legs at once. So crazy. Yeah, it's so, so interesting because like the dog would never understand, right? What's going on. And yeah, it's yeah. like when you get like I had a cat when I was a kid and, and at one point we had to get there was a minor surgery for the cat and uh, had to put the cone on, you know, the cone of shame on oh, the cat. Yeah. Yep. He's and it's, it. and it's just like the, the pets are so sad when they have these, like, these things What's going on with this. <laughs> yeah. What have you done to me? Oh, this is just reminding me of like a couple of years ago when I was out after work, I, I came home and the kids were out in the street and we live on a cul-de-sac. So it's yep. okay. It's okay. People don't report me. Um, and, uh, we were playing Frisbee and I just took a wrong step and I felt my leg snap. Like I felt a large snap in the, like a rubber band snapped in my leg and yeah, a a full on tendon in my lower calf snapped. And, and I didn't really realize that at the time I was like, Oh, that, that can't be good. And I'm like eating dinner and it just getting worse. The pain is getting worse and worse. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this, this sucks. I'm going to go take some ibuprofen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, all night long, it just hurt, hurt so bad. The next morning I, I had my son drive me to the, to the hospital and got the, got the checkout. And yeah, I snapped a called the, I think it's called the plan plantaris tendon. I can't remember now, but it was, they're like, yep, it's okay. You didn't need that one. <laughs> Luckily it wasn't a, a, a vital tendon. They're like, this is the one we use to harvest for, uh, if you snap your ACL or whatever. So, um, like a week later I was walking again, totally mm-hmm. fine, but it was, it just reminds me like all of a sudden, boom, you're down and like, you're not getting up and you're going to lay around and you're going to be forced to lay around for a while. I can understand like a human can totally get that, but a dog is just like, what did you do to me? <laughs> Who did this? You did this. I'm going to bite you. <laughs> He's looking at us like, uh, people. Yeah. Can you kind of explain to me what the heck's going on here? Right. Oh, mm. well. I, I, I've also heard stories from, from a friend of mine who grew up on a farm. And like he's got two little kids. He lives the same city as I do. And they've got cats. And he's like, when I was growing up, we had farm cats. Like, like I'm not even sure they had names, right? <laughs> it's just like... Cat one, cat two. Right. And uh, if if something happens to a cat, you get another cat, right? Like... There, there's a an understanding on a farm that like you're not gonna go spend all your money at the vet and do everything you can to save the cat. No, <laughs> you're gonna get another cat. And he's like, this is how I approach this with my kids. He's like, he's like, oh, <laughs> something happens to one something of the happened to the cat. It's like, yeah, we we get it. And he's like, the, the, his daughter especially was like fully crushed. Something happened to one of the. They had two cats. One of them, something happened to, and uh, he was like, 
he's like, I never really, really thought about it any other way because I grew up on the farm. Right. And this is how my parents like made it work for us. And so that's how I've always thought about it. He's like, now, now his daughter is like in a deep depression because something happened to the cat. And he's just like, I I just never thought it would be like this. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the pet industry, man, like there's a, something that you wanted to get in on the ground floor of because holy holy moly like everywhere you go there's like a whole aisle in the store for for pets and you know it doesn't matter if you you can go to the kitchen store and you can find stuff to make gourmet doggy biscuits and it's a it's a cottage industry that's just blown up yeah absolutely little booties for your dog to so that it can walk in the snow and it's like i thought dogs could walk in the snow without that (laughs) But you know, people isn't, like to pamper that their dogs. Evolution. <laughs> I get it. Like ice crystals can can like do little tears in their in their little paws and stuff. Little and, paw pads. But but it's pretty funny. Like yeah, there's there's people who love to pamper pamper their animals. You know, and that's okay. And people whatever, pamper their kids. Whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I I've definitely I, seen I, a trend to people. People are were... definitely treating their animals as if they are humans oh yeah and yeah maybe they are better yeah. than humans i don't know you know what in a way they are because they'll look at you and they're like you know what i love you and then you, you have somebody else human looking at you you know what Ugh, you i i can't stand you right they're like you know what what's with the animosity man dogs ain't got no animosity unless you know you remind them of somebody who tr- mistreated them right yeah, totally. Yeah, so it was uh, um, interesting because uh, I, I honestly thought when you were telling me the farm story and you were like, and he told his kids that, you know, if we, you know, something happens to one of the kids, eh, we'll get another one. Right. <laughs> I, to the kids. <laughs> I have heard of people say like, okay, before we get the animal, we're going to have an agreement right now about how much we will spend on the animal to fix it or whatever. Oh, gosh. And then that's totally out the window. When it, 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 when something pr- pretty it much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I think it would be pretty rare if anybody ever stuck to that. But. Well, we're about to find out. Yeah. Like, this, <laughs> yeah. This dog better not be expensive. Well, Maggie, yeah. this went over the threshold, so. You know, I mean, we'll just, you know, your dog will just limp. <laughs> yeah. Your dog will just limp for the rest of his life. No. See, I actually like the dog too much, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll see. So how are we going to bring this back to architecture? <laughs> Weird relationships with our projects. Uh, it, it does remind me of like well, how I mean, emotionally you know, involved we get in our projects as well. And some days we're elated and some days we just hate them. Right. <laughs> or it's just the, you know, so that you'll do whatever it takes to like get the job done. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because I mean, think about this, like people are like, Oh, you know, when, you know, when, Projects you you can always tell when projects are getting close to deadlines because you always see a spike in like billable hours and everything else and it's just like well yeah but you know it's not like they're not working throughout the process it's just they realize oh my gosh I'm about to put this out on the street and there's a lot of things that I still need to do to like wrap it up and make sure that you know when we put this out that we're not putting out a pile yeah and so people like 
you know, crank it up a notch and just make sure that they're really, you're not putting something out there that you're going to be embarrassed about. And so in a way, I mean, it, it's, it's very much like that. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you can make a pact with yourself that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm only going to spend X amount of dollars on my dog or whatever, cat, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and then when it actually happens, you're like, oh my gosh, this, this, you know, dog means too much to me, you know, take care of it. However, I'm going to take care of it. Same thing with our projects, you know, our projects mean way too much to us. And, you know, it's a, in a way it's kind of a reflection on us. And so to make sure that we're really doing something that we're proud of and yeah. that, you know, we can pet its belly. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it is interesting that there are emotions tied up in this process and you're totally right. Like it, it is something that you get connected to in familiar ways as you do with humans, right? Like these are like people talk about it being their baby, right? This is my right. project and right. it's not yours. It's the owners and it's not your baby. It's a thing. And it's all, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to look at that. But I think, I think a lot of people don't in the, in the general sense of people, um, the world don't understand that the creator's connection with the thing they're creating. Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't think that that's a, a very widespread kind of understanding or feeling that, that a lot of people have with things. There's obviously, th everybody has like things that they adore, right? Like you've got your little special things that are on display in your house and things like that. But for that to be a building is a, is a entirely different scale. And especially if you're deeply involved in the creation of that thing over many years and yeah, and to know so much about it and its history and how it got to be and how you made those decisions and what problems it's solving that go beyond just kind of the programmatic nature of it, whether that's environmental or spatial or emotional, even for a client, right? Or, or functional, obviously at like kind of right. the lowest level, but there's, there's so much kind of embedded knowledge in that, that will be surfaced in different ways, but never holistically by everybody that uh, it's a it, very interesting kind of concept for people to think about. And I think it is pretty widely misunderstood how deeply connected architects are to their projects. Oh yeah. I mean, think about the, you know, just that the time investment, you know, that we spend on all of these projects that it, there you can't, you are doing surgery on that project like, gonna, all exactly, the time. Right? You can't, spend this much time on something and even if you have like maybe a love-hate relationship with it or a hate-hate relationship sometimes with something i mean you're still emotionally invested in it. it is still something that at the end of the day you want to be proud of the fact that i mean even if it's like oh you know i've got to do a pre-engineered metal building mm -hmm. well you know what if you were you know if that's what you're doing and you're spending time on doing it you're going to do the best pre-engineered metal building that you could possibly do because that's what you're doing right now. That's what you're spending your time on. That's what you've chose to do. And so you're doing it and you're going to try to do it the best you can. You know, it may, may not be magazine worthy, but you know, who cares about that? It's, it's, it's what you're, you know, you've chosen to spend your time on. And, you know, so we get very emotionally attached to these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, you, you know, as well as I do, the emotions run the gamut of love, hate, elation, like satisfaction when you're finally done with things and, and, you know, you move on. I mean, you don't always forget it, but you know, you always carry a little piece of that project to your next project because 
you know, whether it's like, oh, you know, I learned something about how to detail a window that I didn't know before. And now I can improve the next time I do a project mm-hmm. and the next time I do that kind of window detail. Now I can improve on that. So, I mean, it is an evolution. Like it, it's it a, there's like a, a long story happen, a long story arc happening oh, yeah. as well as like a project timeline story arc happening. That's yep. connected, but disconnected. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool stuff. I mean, to think about how people get so deeply involved in the shaping of all of those. I mean, that's what makes architecture, capital A architecture, I, I would hope, that it's something that really does connect with people yeah. beyond the design team on an emotional level, right? So I don't know if you've ever had the question from your kids now that you've been home and they see everything that's going on in kind of like your world. And sometimes, you know, they're like, wow, that's what he does. Mm-hmm. And... and <laughs> And then they'll they'll ask you, so do you like your job? I'm like, yeah, I absolutely do. And they're like, oh, <laughs> doesn't sound know, like it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know it, it just it, it it's not the way that I read it with the way that you know things are going for you. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Just like even any kind of relationship, when you're when you're in it, there's going to be ups and downs, and there's going to be sometimes when you're like, just draw it the way I asked, and and then other times it's just like, let's you know work through this, and you know, it's just like. Um, mm-hmm. It's not you, it's me, it's everything else. <laughs> you know? And and so you're just like, I, I tell them, I'm like, I run the gamut of the things. It's just like, but there's never really one day that I like wake up dreading, oh my gosh, I got to do this. I mean, maybe a meeting every once in a great while do I say, ugh, I got to have this meeting again, you know, because it feels like, you know, sometimes we're on repeat when it mm-hmm. comes to, you know, the things that we're doing on mm-hmm. the project. Mm-hmm. But other than that, though, I mean... You know, I, I never really have them have that question. I mean, if you or I mean, I have the question and their assumption is, is that because of the way maybe a meeting goes or the way a conversation goes or the way that, you know, I kind of like react after hanging up on something that they wonder whether or not I actually like my job. Like, nah, because because you walk out the front door and slam it behind you and, and <laughs> I've got to go for a walk. <laughs> got to walk uh, this one off. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few of those. Of course, of course, there has been. Yeah, I, I it is very, very much like a, a human relationship in that sense, and it is very much have ups and downs. And I think for yeah. me, I, I have the luxury of being in a in a room where I can close a door and and <laughs> have conversations with people. You're in a different setting than I am, right? Like you're, yeah, I'm right. You're on the, the open, book. so exactly. So I think you know a lot in my house. People know the family knows that I'm on the phone all day long and they can hear me probably a general um, state of emotion, but not specifics, right? It's kind of muffled through the walls Um, and they're definitely not seeing what's on my screen and it would be really boring if they could, right? For, for the, I'm not, I'm not working on design projects. I'm not building models of, of buildings anymore. So they would be bored to see it anyway. And it just looks like a bunch of text on the screen in various windows. But I think for mm-hmm. you, it's, it's very much more the, the, the full picture of what it's like to work on a project. And I'm more of like guiding a team to execute on strategic yeah. stuff for the firm. So, well, I would definitely say that anybody out there that's, you know, like listening and probably have like their partner or their kids, their whoever listening in on how, the sausage is really made. Yeah. So like, okay, well, you know, how are buildings really done? And it's just like the bureaucracy that gets you from point A to point B and all of the different ins and outs and all of the different, like just conversations or 
you know, scheduling or whatever. It just, you know, like all of the things that we go through, they're like, huh, I didn't really realize that architecture was like that. I thought you guys just sat around and drew buildings. Yeah, it's like the reality show kind of we talked a little bit about this, you know, a couple episodes ago, but it that yeah. that is what it is actually like and and I think it's worth saying like when you see it all from that perspective, it's a difficult job. It really is. And yeah. I think it's it's our ability to see beyond all that day-to-day difficult stuff that gives us the passion that continues the passion for what we do because without that bigger picture, it would be really hard to kind of go into it and just know that well, today you're going to have eight meetings and you're going to talk about the most mundane stuff, but that's not going to last forever, right? Like that's kind of that bigger picture sense that we have about what we're actually here to do and how we right. can make a difference in our communities and stuff. And and so it's it's important, I think, especially for the younger generations who are getting involved in this to understand that it it really is the sum of all the parts, right? It's It's not just these little pockets of yeah of yeah. of downers right? <laughs> and it you know and it's not really downers in the sense of you know yeah. it may sound like it sometimes but, but that's it really progress, isn't right it's, it's just, just yeah, hard I mean, work everything is a means to an end and that means to an end is going to get you to that initial you know you're, you're going to finally get to see the construction of that initial napkin sketch and then so all like the weaving in and out of all of the different things that we have to deal with it's just part of the game. 